very disappointed. Very disappointed in the NBA All-Star Weekend. I barely watched it. I am one of the people, Sean, that did not watch a whole bunch of it. Now, I had some bets in. I bet Mac McClung to win the slam dunk contest. Felt good about that. Uh, most people had not even heard of him. I knew him when he was still in high school and was headed to Georgetown before he transferred to Texas Tech. I was like, oh, this dude's going to win it. And he did. And that, that was great. Still overall, not a fun dunk contest. All-Star game was getting ripped by players in the game. And the NBA had horrible, horrible news today when it came to viewership for that. 29% decrease in viewership for this All-Star game that we just had, which is as bad as it could be. It's lower than the Pro Bowl. It's lower than MLB's All-Star game by a lot. We're talking 4.59 million viewers compared to six for the Pro Bowl games, seven and a half for Major League Baseball's All-Star game, which is still the best and most competitive. And I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. It's gotten to the point for me, Sean, where in the future, I like there's not a lot that's worth betting on in at least the All-Star game. The dunk contest, you might have a guy you think is going to be creative and there's an opportunity there. Actually, you know, I had Dame also winning the three-point contest. So I hit those two. You can kind of find some avenues there, and those are some those are at least competitive. But the All Star Game has gotten to the point where nobody cares. Nobody's out there playing. And guys aren't playing defense in the regular season. We think that they're going to play defense in an exhibition game. So to me, it's a complete stay away moving forward. It was for this past weekend, and it was again. And now, look, the public has said it. We don't want to watch this thing. You got to change it. It was one eighty four to one seventy five, and if you were actually watching the game. They, like, do some weird scoring system, which I still can't figure out, even though I watched the whole thing and yeah. had money on it, where they Elam restart ending, it yeah. and subtract, and they give you some number at the end. I'm not smart enough for that stuff. I don't have my calculator. I'm just trying to chill a little bit, eat some nachos, and hit my bet. So, <laughs> I, I look, the problem is this. The game sucks. Here's the solution. All right, NBA, if you're listening, it's free. Turn up your radio. Here it is. Play an actual basketball game. You know how awesome that would be? I don't have any problem with the format, like the draft that they do now. Is it a little corny ahead of time? And yeah, for sure. Could they just name an Eastern Conference All-Star team and a Western Conference All-Star team? The only two things I would change, Nick, are this. Play in your actual jersey. It looks badass when you've got the white actual jerseys versus the dark actual jerseys. Mm -hmm. I don't need an All-Star jersey. Just they can go out and sell a bunch of them. Let them play in their actual jerseys and tell them or incentivize these guys to play an actual basketball game. It would be awesome to see the best players in the world on a team against the other best players in the world on a basketball team. We never get to see that. The NBA, every team basically has a superstar. Some have two. Yeah. When they go to the Olympics, it's our guys are 90% of the best players in the Olympics. When I say our guys, I mean the United States. So it would be great if they incentivize these guys, all right, you get X amount of dollars, or your charity does, whatever it would take. Go out there and play an actual damn basketball game. When they did the draft, it started off, it felt like it was more competitive at first because it kind of gave you that playground feel where guys were actually picking their teams and there was a level of, like, pride in the fact that this was actually a constructed team, not just voted. Like, you were there and then LeBron picked you or Kevin Durant picked you or Giannis picked you or whoever was drafted. He's always LeBron. This is the top vote-getters. But it's just there was something awful about this one. I it was just it just felt right like I understand at the beginning there's gonna be some level of 
hey, you know, maybe we're just going to kind of warm up a little bit. Let's get some alley-oops in. Let's have some fun. And then things in the fourth quarter will get more competitive. We have had some more competitive all-star games recently. So there is a little bit of a level of recency bias with this to a point. But it just was so glaringly bad. And once you get to the point where coaches like Mike Malone are coming out and saying it's the worst basketball game ever played and Anthony Edwards and some of these other guys are like, this is just horrible basketball and nobody wants to watch it. If players are saying that, well, that means that fans are also saying that. And I'd like to see the numbers. And I don't know if they're, I mean, I'd love to see how many people actually even bet on this. Because I can imagine there was, there was a lower amount of money coming in on this game than in the past. There was just something about it that didn't feel like there was a lot of, a lot of juice for it. And we got that result right there. So the NBA's got to figure this out. The NBA's got to figure this out moving forward. Now, the one thing I will say is this is a league that will try new things consistently. I would bet this doesn't look the same next year. They're going to come up with something. You know what it was? I feel like you're you're stretching, like you're looking for it. Like, what? what how come I could watch this in the past, but it just didn't feel right this right. year? You know what I think it was? Man, too many layups and jump shots. I understand not playing yeah. defense in an all-star game. If you're not going to play defense, shoot a half-court shot or try to dunk it from the free-throw line or try to alley right, right. it from the very – you know, give me something worth my while. I don't need to see LeBron James doing another layup. I don't need to see Kyrie Irving taking a shot from the, you know, the foul line extended. That's what I come to the game early for, to see that crap. This is the all-star game. However, I'll push back on this. Bro, you didn't like the slam dunk contest? You weren't entertained no, by no, what I, you saw in that? I was from Mac McClung. Did you see Jericho Sims in that emotionless dunk? That was the worst dunk in the history of slam dunk contest where he put not even two arms in. It was like one and a half. And then he fell down. The crowd was silent. There's a video going around that somebody got that was everywhere where it was the crowd, not a single person reacted. Nobody on the bench reacted to it. And he comes down. And if you missed it, like he's pulling out a piece of paper and struggling to like pull it open. And he finally pulls it open and holds in front of the camera like a 50. Like, no, man, that was not a 50. That was one of the worst, most boring dunks that we have ever seen. Mac McClung was creative. There are still a lot of creative players out there that would fit in this. You just have to find the guys that have that. Like, what I've always suggested that you do is, like, Mac McClung's barely an NBA player, right? Like, this was his moment to shine. Have you seen all these YouTube dunkers? Man, there are some creative people out there. I would rather see that. I would rather see guys that have gone viral for these crazy dunks that they do. I understand it's a lot different on that stage than in a gym, but I would rather see something like that than Jericho Sims running up at what six foot nine, whatever he is, and just putting one arm in the basket and thinking that that's a 50. It was embarrassing. You're right. That dunk sucked. That dunk was corny. But the why go the way you're talking about? Why run away from NBA dunkers and just find these YouTube guys? We're talking about the NBA slam dunk contest. Why not do what I was talking about earlier where and it would take a lot of money. You'd have to incentivize the best players in the league. But you wouldn't want to still see if LeBron can do it at four, however old that dude is, 20 years in the league. You wouldn't want to see John Morant out there in the slam dunk contest. There are dudes. The problem is they've stretched so they far, Nick, where you say Mac McClung's barely NBA. He's he's one he's he's in between a YouTube player and an NBA player. Like he's been a G League yeah. player. And he's got, what, logged a couple of games in the NBA so far, and that's who we're going to. So I have no problem with the slam dunk contest. The game itself, though, it feels like it's it's time to give the Pro Bowl treatment, right? Pretty soon, which is let's just talk about this thing and maybe have an all-star weekend. Do we really need this game anymore?
see the the problem is like you named all these great players that we'd love to see in it because there used to be the staple event right it was like the home run derby the slam dunk contest has all of this history with michael jordan and you go back to dr j and we even more recently had great battles between zach levine and aaron gordon i mean those were some oh my god they saved the dunk contest vince carter one of the greatest performances we've ever seen the problem is no stars want to be a part of this anymore we're begging lebron james early in his career to do it year in and year out and you remember he did the mcdonald's all-american dunk contest it wasn't that good he kind of figured out he's actually not like he's a great in-game dunker because he's big he's strong he's faster than everybody else and he just can dunk over everybody still can but there's a difference between doing that in a game and actually being more creative where you're mac mcclung or you're jericho sims a lot of these stars just don't want to do it anymore and that's why it's lost so much of its luster but you know what players have to think about is how this reflects on the casual fan because this is a business and you want to build your brands, and you want to make sure the league is successful. Jay Michael, who now is uh, with the Orlando Sentinel, used to cover the the Wizards and the Pacers. Scott Lynn just actually gave me this, so I'll put exactly what he says, and I think it's a really good point. He says, but hey, it doesn't really matter, right, apologists? Someone might hurt a pinky if they actually tried just a tad. This is the mainstream of your product to an audience that otherwise might not watch you. Think that product convinced them to watch more or less of the NBA in the future? And that's something you have to think about. These players need to understand that you are... You are the face of this product that's making you a lot of money. But if you don't take advantage of an opportunity to bring in the more casual fan when there's already becoming a reputation of guys not caring enough during the regular season about games, this only makes that worse, and it doesn't help you as a league, and it's not going to help you as players. You know what else it's not going to do? It's not going to help you to the next CBA negotiation where you're trying to get more money from owners, and they're like, uh-uh, because you guys don't care about these types of situations, and we're losing viewership. If you're a fringe player, it makes all the sense in the world. I mean, you were talking about, like, before Zach Levine was this version of Zach Levine, he was just kind of another dude who was a slam dunk contest winner. And not to talk down on Aaron Gordon, who's a good basketball player also, but he's not elite. There's a difference when those guys do it. I think the argument is just dull, Nick. I think that all those guys go out there and say, I don't want to get hurt. Shut up. Stop it. How many times have you seen LeBron at his kid's basketball game doing an impromptu slam dunk contest where he's doing the sickest things you've ever seen or whoever it is? We don't think they're doing this in their own driveway or whatever. And I don't mean to sound coy here, and I'm sure it could happen. Heck, I've tore my ACL back in the day, and I'm certainly not LeBron James, but has it? How many times have we seen somebody get in the slam dunk contest and tear an ACL or tear an MCL versus get in the slam dunk contest and become a name? I mean, look, Mac McClung just did it. Went from a guy that yep. nobody's ever heard of to all of a sudden becoming maybe not a household name, but at least a familiar one. So I understand if you're LeBron, if you're John Moran, if you're some of these dudes, I'm getting old and I don't need to do it. But to say you're not doing it because you don't want to risk injury, that's just, that's silly. I mean, we've seen these guys go to these pro-ams in the middle of the summer playing a lot harder than they do there. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, but then there's also the argument I mean, that Chet Holmgren, look fun. what happened to him. Yeah. True. True. What I, what I was concerned about, what told me this was, this had the feel for this game, though, that guys were ready to just take the break, was when they asked Luca what he was the most excited about. And I love Luca, but he said, flying to Mexico after Sunday. <laughs> so I kind of knew at that one. point, they, he was honest. He wants to sit on the beach with some beer for a few days and take a break. But listen, they got high expectations in Dallas moving forward to the second half of the season. So yeah, I hope it didn't have too much beer because you still got to get ready. Like the NBA extended this break. I mean, I hate it because I want NBA games back, but I understand I want players to like everybody have, having that little gap, having that mental 
decompression means there's a good chance we're going to have better games over the last, what, you know, 25 or so games, depending on who it is and how many games you have left. So hopefully this extra time off is at least going to work out for them because you, you've got you got to make up for that all-star game, man. You really do. Because if you see guys that look like they're not interested through the first few games after the all-star break, man, this narrative is going to be even worse. What were your thoughts on the whole Giannis thing? Because obviously you could play a player prop on Giannis to have the overs on points or rebounds or to be the MVP. And dude goes out there as the captain of his own team, dunks the ball, and then takes himself out. I get it. But do you have any problem with that from a gambling angle? So from a gambling angle, it would have been nice if they refunded everybody because we've seen this before. Remember? Thank you. It was last year when Draymond Green played for like 20 seconds so he could be part of Klay Thompson's return and then sat out the rest of the game. And people found out that that was going to happen right before the game and bet his unders. And then the books accepted it, which thank God they did because you, you should in that sense. But, you know, it's a slippery slope. And I get it from both sides. When books start giving refunds for situations like this, where I'm like, where do we draw the line? You know, because I can remember when Jonathan Taylor got hurt and I had a whole bunch of props on him with the Colts of whatever week it was, 11 or 12, and he got hurt pretty early on. I would have loved a refund too, and I never got it. So you got to figure out where the line's going to be if you're going to start saying, okay, here's a refund for you on this. It's the guy gets out there and plays and gets hurt. It's, it's tough to say, okay, we're going to refund you. But if he's already hurt and he's showing up in this game like this is almost like a ceremonial thing. I could argue that maybe you give a little something back, at least even if it's just in free bets to people. And that's the difference. I mean, let's call it what it is. If you're hurt going into it, I don't know how big of a fight fan you are, but TJ Dillashaw was fighting for a belt against Aljamain Sterling. And like two minutes into the fight, his shoulder just completely fell out of place. And then he put it back in and fell out of place. And the first thing he said when he took the microphone afterwards is, my shoulder's been messed up for a while. Well, bro, that would have been nice to know since I put money on you heading into it. So it's one thing if you've got the injury going into it. It's another thing if you're Jonathan Taylor betters and dude gets hurt in the middle of the game. It sucks. But the honest thing feels dirty. Yeah, it does. Um, And that's the reason why I just don't touch exhibition games like that. I really didn't. Now, maybe if you want to bet on an MVP, the way you got to look for that moving forward is just who actually do you think cares? Who has something to prove? Jason Tatum was somebody that had something to prove because he's fallen out of the MVP conversation. So he was on a big stage and had an opportunity to remind people the season that he's having. That's not going to get factored into his MVP votes at the end of the season. But at least those are the types of things you have to think of. But like betting a side, it's like I'm not betting a side in this. You take the over, <laughs> but betting a side in this, especially because they hadn't even drafted until right before the game. So I'm like, okay, great. LeBron's won all five games that he's drafted. And... So what? I don't know what his roster looks like. It makes no sense to me. So 